0: luck, and load. This is Steve Dace. The
1: Steve Dace Show.
2: And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed the long weekend bought and paid for by a fallen veteran soldier. Back when maybe this was still a country worth giving your life for and it wasn't actually trying to take your life from you. On behalf of these United States of Pfizer. Yes, I said it. We're off and running here on a Tuesday. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. Along with Aaron McIntyre, let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show. Steve at stevedace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook, Me We Parlor and Gab. You can follow me on Twitter and getter at Steve Day Show. And then you can get clips of the show for free and free to watch without any censorship. When you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. That's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. I've gotten a lot of comments about my glasses that I got uh, several months ago from our friends over at better spectacles and so now decided to do uh new uh, eyewear for my wife as well and she was raving about her new glasses this weekend how much better she can see with her new lens from and her Rodenstock frames from Better Spectacles. If you want to take advantage of what they do at Better Spectacles as well, uh, they can help you online without leaving your house. It's not an online company, by the way. They just make this available to you with a teleoptical appointment with some of the best trained opticians in the country, and they're offering you an introductory price with a 61% discount to get started right now, along with those beautiful Rodenstock handcrafted frames. Those get thrown in for free. Uh, That's especially helpful if you've got one of those problematic prescriptions like I do. Take advantage of this right now when you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Again, that's betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Coming up at the bottom of this hour, the return of an old friend, independent journalist Alex Berenson will be joining us to take a look at uh, some, well, interesting, but if you have been a long-term follower of this show, not all that surprising data. When it comes to COVID, the jab and the state of New York, we'll get into that and more with Alex here at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, we will play our weekly game of fake news or not. I've got a series of clips we're going to do it old school the way we used to do it on this show. I've got a series of clips from various news outlets and newsmakers. And then Todd and Aaron will decide, uh, are these clips fake news or not? And then. We're going to bring my oldest daughter, Anastasia, to join us for Pop Culture Tuesday because we're launching a couple of new things here on the show that she is going to be in charge of. So we will talk to her and also get her take because she got a chance to watch with us last night an advanced screening of Matt Walsh's forthcoming documentary released tomorrow over at The Daily Wire. What is a woman? And it is an absolute masterpiece. And she has some interesting things to say about it as well. So we'll get into all that and more coming up here today. But before we do, as always, we begin with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
1: What happened while we were away, brought to you by Systemic Cowardice. In Uvalde, Texas, the more details that come out regarding the police response to last week's mass school shooting at Robb Elementary, the worse the story gets. It's now confirmed that the shooter arrived at the school and entered through an unlocked back door shortly after crashing his pickup Police didn't even gather inside the school until at least 20 minutes later. The on-site commander decided the unfolding situation inside the building was one of a barricaded suspect and not an active shooter. And thus it wasn't until nearly an hour and 20 minutes after the shooter entered the school that he was shot and killed. That is now the definitive timeline as outlined at a press conference on Friday. All the while, children were inside, trapped, being shot by the gunman. Further, it was also revealed that the Border Patrol officer responsible for killing the gunman became frustrated with local police and acted by himself. We are also learning more about the gunman, who, as we knew, was a loner. It's also been revealed he made online threats to rape, kidnap, and kill teen girls. Those threats were ignored. Pictures also surfaced of the shooter in the past going around town with a bag of dead cats. That behavior was also ignored. At an NRA event in Texas, Donald Trump spoke about the tragedy in Uvalde.
3: The monster who committed this crime is pure evil, pure cruelty, pure hatred, absolute pure hatred. And while those he slaughtered are now with God in heaven, he will be eternally damned to burn in the fires of hell. The fact is there will always be sick and demonic souls who wish to harm the innocent and see malice triumph over good. And I have that But the existence of evil in our world is not a reason to disarm law-abiding citizens who know how to use their weapon and can protect a lot of people. The existence of evil is one of the very best reasons to arm law-abiding citizens.
1: In Canada, Boy King Justin Trudeau made this announcement. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze
3: on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns.
1: Get a load of that dystopia. For those of you listening, those surrounding Prime Minister Castro are all uniformly masked up and nodding in agreement as he spews his bile. Back in the States, the Department of Justice announced Sunday they're reviewing the police response to the school shooting. Speaking of the Justice Department, two former FBI officials who were accused of disregarding sex abuse allegations against former USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser. Will not be charged with federal crimes. The DOJ in a statement admits the allegations were handled inappropriately, but that federal charges would not be filed. John Manley, a lawyer for many of Nasser's alleged victims, called the decision incomprehensible and said the timing in the announcement before a holiday weekend and during coverage of a school shooting, quote, is one of the more cynical attempts by the Justice Department to cover up FBI complicity, end quote. The newest Cook Political Report paints a bleak outlook once again for Democrats. For example, some districts where Biden won by 10 to 15 points are now in danger of flipping Republican. The election is 23 weeks from today. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt last week signed a bill into law prohibiting all baby killing from the moment of conception. The law is similar to Texas's heartbeat law in its enforcement. Private parties may sue if they believe someone to have killed their unborn baby. Pope Francis snubbed the San Francisco Archbishop who announced House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, is barred from communion, the pontiff promoted a lower-ranking bishop to the position of cardinal, bypassing Archbishop Corderlyon. A new study published at The Lancet, of all places, has thoroughly debunked a study used by the CDC to justify masking kids in school. The study says there was no appreciable difference in COVID case numbers in districts that masked their kids versus ones that did not. And said the smaller studies, often referenced by the CDC, are prone to bias. And finally, signs you might be a man. Here's the Babylon Bee.
4: Are you having trouble figuring out whether you're a man or not? These days, it can be so hard to tell. But don't you worry, these signs will help you determine whether you're an adult human male. First on the list, you pretend to enjoy cigars. Fact, cigars are gross. They smell bad, and they make you smell bad. But men are supposed to smell bad, so if you pretend to like cigars despite your upset stomach and splitting headache, then you're probably a man. Next up, it's uncomfortable to cross your legs. If your anatomy makes it painful to cross your legs, it's because you ought to be man-spreading, man! You stand by open car hoods, pointing and gesturing. (laughs) Look, everybody knows you have no idea what you're doing, but if you insist on gazing at all the doohickeys and thingamabobbers under the car hood, it's because you're a man. Oh, here's a fun one. You can effortlessly win at every women's sport. (laughs) If you dominate women's sports because you're physically larger and stronger than all your opponents, it's probably because you shouldn't be playing women's sports in the first place, you big strapping man, you.
2: And that's what happened
1: while we were away.
2: That's... Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. They did the women pretty accurately last week. I think they got the men accurate this week. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Freedom Project Education, uh, who is the organization behind Freedom Project Academy. That is the online academy that has perfected online learning. I know this firsthand because I've... Known the people that helped start this organization for several years. We were in the trenches together against Common Core. And then I enlisted my own son in their online academy for a couple of years as well. So I saw firsthand how well it works and how well it helps encourage critical thinking with your kids. That's what they're taught. Not what to think, but how to think. And they're taught mastery of subject matter that actually matters. uh, Not spirit of the age propaganda, but... If you're looking at options for this fall, make sure you get a hold of them right away because spots are already filling up. Get a free information packet right now when you go to freedomforschool.com, F-O-R, freedom for F-O-R, freedomforschool.com. Again, that's freedomforschool.com. Coming up today in the overtime, I put out a prediction yesterday that I don't want to be true, but I didn't put it out because I thought it was wrong. We will discuss what what, what makes sense. I, I, it, what is the strategy here with Ukraine? So we're told that Ukraine has to win, Putin can't win, or it disturbs the balance of power. It incentivizes China to go after Taiwan and the rest of our enemies, etc. And yet... There's more news coming out, by the way, in the last week about how this war is really going. Have you guys seen this? Okay, And it's coming from mainstream media sources. It's not going well for Ukraine. Uh, Despite the fact that somehow they were able to put on U2 concerts and VIP visits in the last couple of weeks. So what is the point of this then? Why are we kind of in, kind of not? We are giving them substantial funding and weaponry, far more than any other nation, by the way, in the West. But then we also are telling them that we're not going to give them offensive tactical deployment that would allow them to strike back at Russia within its own borders. What, what sense does this make? There was a phrase that was used about a week ago, and I didn't say much about it at the time. And then, you know, a buddy of mine, a little birdie of mine, sent me a text over the weekend with a prediction. And I went back and my memory was jarred by, I heard the phrase, lend-lease.
0: Hmm.
2: We remember where we've used that terminology in the past. Hmm. And all of a sudden, dots began to connect. So I'm going to lay this out in the overtime. And I'm hoping you guys are going to tell me I am flapjack nuts. Okay, after I do. In fact, even if you don't think that, I'm ordering one of you to lie to me because I I need to be wrong about this. Fair?
0: I don't know. That might not be in the fine print of the contract. I don't. I, I don't think we're ever allowed to lie to you. I think it might just have to be brutal, crushing honesty. Okay.
2: Well, we'll get into that in the overtime today <laughs> at blazeTV.com/dace. That's blazeTV.com slash D-E-A-C-E and that's where you can go to become a Blaze TV subscriber uh, at a discount and then we will upload that for Blaze TV subscribers to that website uh, after we record it following today's show later today at blazetv.com slash Dace. All right, let's, let's get to what is in the montage and um, there's, there's to me there, there's two major themes that stick out to me about the montage today. And the events that we saw transpire over the weekend. Let's start with Trump. Because I, I certainly think we talk as little about Trump soap opera stuff, probably to our own, frankly, um, career detriment, I would imagine. Because, I mean, you look at the amount of. Views and stuff that the people who do do that get compared to us. It's clearly to it's clearly to our own detriment that we just don't embroil ourselves a lot in the the Trump world soap opera stuff. Okay, but on the other hand, um, it's stopped me from you know broadcasting live from atop a water tower. So that's why we do it. All right, um, and there's a, because it, it it he frustrates us and we let you know that every time that he does. This weekend, I thought, was one of his finest moments as a politician. Uh, this weekend, I thought, at the very least, was his best moment as a leader since we all had to, at basically the, the force of a jackbooted government thug, learn what COVID-19 is. And it's moments like this where you can see why he has the loyal following he does that gives him the amount of rope that they do. Because, I mean, you couldn't even get the governor of Texas to show up at the NRA convention. Texas, man. Texas. Dude, Lee Greenwood, Lee freaking Greenwood, whose entire career is essentially performing one song at sporting events and GOP conventions our entire lives. Lee Lee Greenwood tapped out, okay? Two guys showed up found this fascinating <laughs> and they happen to be the last two guys standing in the 2016 presidential primary Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. And I was particularly struck by what Trump said and used the occasion to say I was struck by what he said A couple of the things that I saw he said at his rally over the weekend in Wyoming. And at his best, when he's at his best, it is when he permits his platform, his wealth, his fame to be a proxy for you and me. That is when he is at his best. And at times, that's why we get frustrated when he makes it about him. But here's the thing. even Let's overestimate. It's it's not this high, but let's say Trump makes it about himself 80% of the time. It's not that high, but let's say that for the sake of argument, okay? Let's say he makes it about himself 80% of the time, and we only get 20% of the time that he makes it about us. Is that still not 99% more of the time than we had gotten it from pretty much any Republican of any standing in this country prior to Trump becoming the face of a sizable block of our base?
0: Without question.
2: Yes. Or at least since Reagan left the national stage, that's true. Or at least since the contract with America, that's true. And now we're going back to periods of time before Aaron was born or back when he was still breastfeeding and being potty trained. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And it reminds me of one of the evergreen episodes we did last year when uh, Aaron took his paternity leave and we did it on Angelo Codevilla, the late great Angelo Codevilla's piece about Trump. Might have been the last piece he wrote about Trump before he died. I think it was called What is Trump to us? And essentially Codevilla, who for my money Angelo Codvilla was the absolute smartest social political commentator in my lifetime. I mean, you're talking about a guy that took the conservative populism that Rush first trademarked to make himself a massive success with the big words and vocabulary of a William F. Buckley and a Thomas Sowell. And the ability to remain contemporary as circumstances and movements evolved at the same time, that's not easy to do. And he did it all. So I thought he was the GOAT. And we took that piece and we went into that evergreen thinking that the math was going to clearly work itself out at the beginning of the show. That we really just, it was clear we needed to move on, right? All three of us were kind of thinking that. We got to the end though. And we all three were surprised within ourselves that it wasn't quite as clear as we suspected, because outside of a name or two, it wasn't really quite as clear who was willing to speak for our people. The way Trump does at least some of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Who would be their voice? Who would be their champion? And I thought this weekend was a big picture reminder of what he represents when he's at his best is really the closest thing we probably can come to given where we are at on the brink here historically and where we're at on the timeline. Probably the closest thing we can come to to any kind of a third party alternative to the the unibrow as our friend Shannon describes it. He's probably the closest we have time to come to. And when he's at his best, he speaks to that. He represents that. And he was this weekend, powerfully. Just even showing up, I thought was powerful enough. But then to use the occasion to say what he said. To go there. Didn't have to do that. Could have just done a boilerplate thing on, the, on guns in the Second Amendment. Say, I'm here, I'm Donald Trump, take some shots and walk away. He didn't have to do that. He went next level on that. And that's another reminder, frustrated by him or not, love him or not, it's not as easy or simple to move on from him as maybe we think it is at times. And that that doesn't preclude the fact that his presidency ended on March 16th of 2020. It never recovered. Decisions he made, personnel that he empowered, all that is still true. But it's also true, how many people right now do, look Look how few Republicans are even willing to do what Ron DeSantis' Department of Health has done, which is to stop recommending uh, that they um, jab any more children. They've at least done that in Florida. I mean, we've touted how great our governor's been and how great our state has been. They haven't done that here to the best of my knowledge, have they? I don't think so. I don't think they have. How many Republican senators not named Ron Johnson have spoken to this? I mean, Rand Paul has gone there from a natural immunity standpoint. But, I mean, can, can you recall him actually going after the amount of, in, the, the increasing amount of jab injured the way Johnson has? And even if he has, okay, there's two. And like, no one has spoken up on behalf of like ivermectin, right? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it, it <laughs> there ain't seven or eight pitchers sitting out there in the bullpen waiting to get called in here, guys. If we're all being just really honest with ourselves, there's one, really. And you're kind of hoping that Ron DeSantis is goose gossage. He can go four innings to close a game. Or Mariano Rivera, he can do it in three outs. But that's the only guy out there right now in that bully, right? That's the only one. Who else would you call out of the bullpen right now with confidence? That that if you could, if if he could be reached with the right message, would allow himself to be a proxy and a platform for the stuff that Trump communicated over the weekend. And keep in mind, this is coming from a guy that I just can't follow a lot of his personalities because they grate on me. But I don't need a buddy. I need a president, right? Mm-hmm. So, how many pitchers we got sitting out in that bullpen, that outfield bullpen right now? You're the pitching coach. You're about to make the call. Warm up, so and so, Todd. How many? Do You even have a lefty and a righty to throw out there, or you got just one guy sitting right there in the in, the, in right there right now?
0: Yeah, slim pickens. It's pretty slim pickens.
2: So while you've got John Cornyn right now negotiating and Mitch, Mitch McConnell out there touting how he ran over the base to support Ukraine and I can't get my old boss Ted Cruz to respond to me on why the hell he voted for that last week. I, I can see it, man. I can see it. Especially when he allows himself to be a platform to channel the things that he said over this past weekend and at the moments that he said them. Plus, I thought the, the amalgamation of Liz Cheney with George Bush photo, I loved it. I just, want, I loved that too. I thought that was very snotty and I appreciated it. Which brings us to the next big picture thing I want to bring up. The spirit of the age is not going to stop. And that's just another reminder. We cannot get complacent and we have to finish. Could we start? I think we've actually started on several fronts and we've noted that in the past. But it's a late start, guys, like 10 years late. But we can't do anything about that right now. So we're making some positive progress on a few fronts right now. But we must be reminded, as Aaron's montage did in several moments. From Trudeau. I mean, first, what happens is a, is, a, is a culture is disarmed spiritually. First, you're made defenseless spiritually, and then you're willingly disarmed physically. That's the pattern of history, and that's what they're following in Canada, and that's what they're following in much of the West. And that's what they're going to try to do here. It won't stop. There won't be any measured victory. And today is 21 weeks until the election. I looked at it this I looked at it here over the last 24 hours. This is my first forecast for the 2022 election. I'm going to forecast we end up with 52 Republican senators. Pardon me. 52 Republican senators. 238 Republicans in the House, which would be an over 40 seat advantage. And 31 Republican governors out of 50. Only 19 Democrats. In any other era of American politics, that kind of election would have prompted the Democrat loser to give his State of the Union a speech right afterwards saying the era of big government is over I hear you that won't happen here there is no shot across the bow there is no measured win that they will get the message these are jihadists fascists zealots it's a religion not a political movement it won't stop it will have to be defeated. I mean, I'm getting emails from a guy right now trying to stop a drag queen show in Jasper, Indiana. Guys, Jasper, Indiana. Is that where Jimmy Chitwood was from? Jasper, Indiana. It's not going to stop. It will have to be stopped and confronted And that was another reminder over the weekend of the stakes we're playing for here. Gentlemen, you have any thoughts?
0: Well, my sense of could things start, Steve is, of course, not wrong, but there's still in our efforts to get moving on these things a sense that what Steve then later said is not true, that... common sense will somehow kick in that the, the this the, the crazy will just kind of poof be gone well I'll wake up I don't that's that's not how this is going to go and I fear our I fear our weekends I fear what we do with our normal lives there's we just honestly we simply have too much going on right now in our luxuries, I I, I can't I can't stop beating this horse, but um, I, I I don't know what else to do. The, 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 it, in so many ways, there just should be a moratorium on just about everything until we clean house. It, it's that bad. The evil promises it promises to take all that you have, and it's doing it with a smile on your face. And having seen again, Steve alluded to it. Uh, Matt Walsh's thing is a masterpiece, but the conviction, it's, it's dumb and it's chaotic, but the conviction is not, is not. It's very sobering and it's on parade in this movie. Yes. Um,
1: Along the lines of, of what you were just saying, Todd, uh, about the, uh, the sense that the crazy will just cease, things will go back to normal. We'll all uh, find our better angels, some variation, dark variation of that line of thinking, the lying to ourselves, that was on display in the hall room, or in the hallways of Rob Elementary with, with those officers who would not apparently go in. Yet we do that every single day, just different contexts.
2: Alex Berenson will join us next. So there's about 360 places in your body from the top of your neck down to your feet that are called joints, and they are crucial when it comes to flexibility, activity, etc. The problem is, as we get older, they, be, they also become uh, tiny little hubs for the inflammation that can help hinder you from continuing to do those, do those kinds of things and to thrive and to flourish as we get older because of too much inflammation in the body and that's likely what is causing that achiness and soreness and lingering pain and weakness in your arms your hips your knees your feet uh, and that's where you need an all-natural anti-inflammatory like our friends At Omega XL do, uh, backed by going on three decades of clinical research and the last three years of me using it on a daily basis so I can personally attest to its effectiveness. I take it with me wherever I go. And I would urge you to give it a shot as well. And you can do that by taking advantage of their offer. Buy one, get a second bottle for free today. When you go to OmegaXL.com Steve, that's OmegaXL.com Steve. Or you can call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. We are going to have to reschedule Alex Berenson. He has an issue, but that's okay. Because there's a couple other things in Aaron's Montage. That I wanted to discuss. Because I, I want to elaborate further. I, I don't want to get you guys all fired up. I don't want to lie to you. And make you think, hey, in just one election cycle. Uh, no. It, it really won't even put a dent in this. And, and I'm actually downgrading. If you go back to what I said a few minutes ago. With my current forecast for this election. I think we end up 52-48 Republican to Democrat in the Senate. 238 to 197 Republican and Democrat in the House, which would give Republicans an over 40 seat lead. That's actually less than what I anticipated when I started doing the forecast. But I had forgotten that Republicans are much closer to the majority now than they were in 1994. So there's not quite as many swing, sw- swing seats, even though the environment is very similar to that. There aren't as many unclaimed swing state, or swing seats for Republicans as there were in that cycle. So it could be a 1994 kind of wave year and Republicans fall short of those 53 seats that they got in 1994 because they hadn't made the kinds of gains in the prior cycle that they just did in uh, 2020. And then I think we have 31 Republicans to 19 Democrats amongst uh, governors in the country. And I just I want you guys to be made aware of and this is going to come up today in the overtime when it comes to Ukraine and the foreign policy in my prediction. What we're up against won't be dissuaded or dented by this at all. At all. Not at all. Won't care. I mean, we're halfway through this year. Tomorrow's June 1. There will be and has been ample opportunity for the people in the groups currently in power to make decisions To take at least a little bit of their foot off the gas, pun intended, in order to mitigate some of this blowback and completely recreated an entirely new narrative with all of the various propaganda entities they have at their disposal, right? They Mm -hmm. have had six going on six months to do this. They're not doing this. It's not happening. And they're not shocked, dismayed, blindsided. They all, they know all these numbers. They don't care. They're on a mission from God. Theirs. They don't care. And so this is going to take a level of perseverance that we've not shown in the past, frankly, we have. Now, the good news is, it's going to be easier to acquire it this time because they're going to do everything they can to end every facet of our way of life, if they can. I mean, just this morning, whatever is a Leah Thomas was on Good Morning America for a softball ESPN interview, prepping him to you know represent the women in the Olympic team. That's what it is. That's what it is. The Matt Walsh documentary, I don't know how much I'm allowed because it's not released until tomorrow. So I don't want to give too many specifics. And part of my agreement to get an advanced screening was to not spoil it for you. But, but one thing I will say to look for in this documentary and the reason I, why I compared it to Ben Stein's Expelled is because as you can see in the trailer, he absolutely gets people from the other side, the spirit of the age's viewpoint, on camera, on the record for what they believe and think. And rest assured, it's every bit as demonically insane as you anticipated. And maybe even more so because you were kind of just surmising it third person before, just because when you analyzed it, you could come, you could come to no other conclusion, right? But when you hear it mainlined, injected right into your veins, straight from The demon's mouth, that is an entirely different form of of evil and the confidence with which it is communicated. Hell is empty for all the devils are here. And then you look at the institutions we don't have. Todd, I've said this before. Pope Francis is literally the incarnate of the cheesy papal caricature from the left behind books. It, it, he's literally the incarnate version come to life. And here's a question that we ask a lot on our show. And I think we need to ask this a lot. Because this question that I'm about to ask you, Todd, gets to whether we're dealing with wolves or sheep. Sheep don't know, but could be taught. Wolves don't want to know. They're here for the sheep. So then, Todd, with that in mind. What is the benign and innocent explanation for why Pope Francis would bypass this bishop in San Francisco who made world headlines by issuing an edict denying Nancy Pelosi after numerous warnings for 20 years, denying her communion, which is almost a form of a step towards excommunication within the Catholic Church, according to your theology, right? Mm -hmm. Or your ecclesiology, Mm -hmm. I should say. Okay. And so, in response to this, shortly thereafter, literally just days after, the Pope's response was to bypass this individual for somebody lower on the totem pole to join the College of Cardinals. What's the benign, innocent explanation for that?
0: Well, in theory, there actually is one. In theory, the way the church goes, it didn't just... Had this uh, decision made yesterday, the church would almost certainly have, and an, an lower and higher, listen, there's there's always something kind of political going on in the church, no matter what age in. but in. But in th- this would have been decided before uh, the Archbishop of San Francisco did what he did. Mm-hmm. So it is very possible that <clears throat> that was going to happen anyways. But here is where the leapfrog the, should have happened when the Archbishop did do this in a healthy church. No matter what decision had been made months ago on this, the Pope goes, ah. That's there, my guy. There's my guy. Yeah. And that's what didn't happen.
2: So the best explanation we have is that the head of the largest Christian church in the world is is just blinded by bureau- bureaucratic rigor mortis to the point of tone deafness. Yep. That's 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 the benign innocent explanation. Yep. The benign innocent explanation is he's not your guy. He's just doesn't know what time it is. Is not equipped in any way shape or form for the spirit of the age that we are up against. That is he's that's, a relic. Uh, pardon the pun. That's that's that, the that's, the, that's the best in, that's the that's the benign innocent explanation. Yep is the is the Pope that was brought from Latin America to modernize the church. The, the one who understood modern media and messaging, who of course has had to be correctly translated uh, more times than you can say, Joe Biden, uh, White House walk back, okay? So the benign, innocent explanation is his messaging prowess was way overrated and he's just that stiff bureaucratically that it's just a form of intellectual rigor mortis and he just... Is incapable of seeing things for what they really are. Correct. That's the best case. That's the benign, innocent explanation. Which means from that baseline, all further explanations bad. become increasingly bad. Yes. Uh, be, cre- be Increasingly malevolent. Yes. Yeah. Such as it's possible. they looked for this opportunity to make this announcement now in order to put down that guy in San Francisco for daring to... Uh, do something that might yes. compel the rest of them to do their jobs, yes. for example. And, and
0: in fairness, I, I don't know the track record, broadly speaking, of the Archbishop of San, Fr- San Francisco. So,
2: But, 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 if there was something in his track record, some form of embarrassment, some hint of scandal, you don't think that that would have come out already? They would have used that as a wedge against him? Of course they would have. Pelosi's people wouldn't have done that. If there was, if there was another reason why, that would have been that would have been outed by now.
0: Yes, if it was that, I'm just I'm pointing to the totality of his theology. I, I'm not making excuses for him. I, I just uh, like you do with many politicians. The, the, they're great on some issues for you, nowhere to lukewarm on other issues. I I simply don't know.
2: Let's apply this to the Department of Justice now. All right. So we went into the sacred arena. Let's go into the secular one. Okay. All right. Institutions that were created at the founding and dawn of this country in order to safeguard the people from monsters like Larry Nassar. In the old days, here's what would have happened. And when I say the old days, I mean like 2007, 2007. <laughs> OK, so the environment that those of us that are Gen Xers or those of you that are boomers, the environment that we all inherited from our parents and grandparents politically, bureaucratically, that had gone on for generations and that we grew accustomed to. If a monster like a Larry Nasser, it, it would have been revealed later to be a known wolf that had then used the lack of action to remove him to become arguably the worst sex offender in American history. What would have happened is all of those systems in order to avoid being completely and holistically discredited would have looked for the scapegoat. They'd have found someone who probably had some level of culpability but also had really no no real Political clout, not someone that was like being groomed for something. Yeah. The highest-ranking
0: guy you can throw to the wolves, yeah, without bringing the whole exactly, thing tumbling, tumbling and they down. would
2: have they would have held up. They would, they'd have taken out that scalp, sh- made sure we all knew their names, and put pin the whole thing on those people. After a, an exhaustive internal panel, and promised to do better again. After they had punished the people responsible for it in this case, as a means, as, a, as essentially an act of, of repentance. Here, here we have made some, some demonstration of remorse. And here's the scalps we've claimed, right? Yeah. In the day and age we live now. In the day and age in which we live now, um, that's not what happens. What happens is they do their internal panel and then they just clear everybody. Because, well, you're a made man within the spirit of the age and we protect our own. In fact, job well done. You didn't report it. you didn't say a damn word. And I mean, look at all these women that got violated. Look at all these future families. Look at all these women who will have a not have or be able to acquire a, a healthy sexual relationship with their future husbands that will then ruin those families and marriages and will, will pass on two to three generations of disfor- divorce and dysfunction instead to get a golf clap. And a press release Memorial Day weekend while a school shooting is going on so that no one's any the wiser. And we all just move on. Instead, you get Al Pacino's final rant in The Devil's Advocate as the attorney, John Milton. No one's guilty. No one's accountable. That movie's 25 years old now, by the way. <clears throat> it's prophecy, it turned out. No one's accountable for anything. We don't need any scapegoats. Your daughters were the scapegoats. And it worked. And hell, belly laughs. Your daughters will be the scapegoats here again when Leah Thomas takes some of their places on the U.S. Olympic team, mark my words. Your daughters will be the scapegoats when they're raped and assaulted or they're, they walk out of the stall and are, you know, um, some creepers... Uh, um, Manhood is dangling in their face. It'll work. Mission accomplished. Great job, guys. Protect our own. That's what happens now. What's the benign, innocent explanation for not even producing a scapegoat? That That we might even find out, like 20 years later, was falsely accused... That it went much higher up? Because that often happens, right? What's the benign, innocent explanation, Todd, for the fact they won't even do that now?
0: Hell is on earth.
2: Hell is empty. For all the devils are here. There isn't one. And we need to expose that by asking that question whenever we can. What is the benign, innocent explanation for why the police stood outside for 75 minutes? In Uvalde, Texas, last week. What's the benign, innocent explanation for that? <clears throat> like the Pope, the best we can say is some form of policy rigor mortis. I mean, it's not as if, you know, our culture doesn't have a lot of practice with school shootings. I can see why they were just totally blindsided as law enforcement. Good to find out. There's not a lot of benign and innocent explanations. There's not. Hour two is next. Back with Hour Two here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erz and Aaron McIntyre. All of you, don't forget to email the show with your thoughts. Steve at stevedace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook, Parlor, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter. Get clips of the show for free without any censorship at rumble.com slash Steve day show. For those of you that are podcast aficionados, thank you very much. You're a big part of our audience. Please, if you've yet to do so, leave us a five star review, hit subscribe or follow as well. Thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. Don't forget in two days, we start our new book series for theology Thursday on this book right here in front of me, do what you believe or you won't be free to believe it much longer Uh, As we continue our series, looking at the spirit of the age, both how it behaves and then how we can confront it uh, here uh, in the world and the culture in which we live today. So you can get your copy today at Amazon right now if you don't own one yet so that you can go along with us. Do what you believe or you won't be free to believe it much longer. We start that on Thursday. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Whenever you've got an opportunity to make the switch to a company that doesn't hate you and isn't trying to undo your values and you don't sacrifice quality of product at the same time. You don't get a lot of those options these days, so whenever you do, take full advantage of it. And one of the areas where you do is with our friends over at Patriot Mobile. You can make the switch right now, get to pretty much the same coverage you get from everybody else because everybody pretty much uses the same towers to formulate pretty much the same coverage. And if you're a veteran first responder, let them know when you make the switch. They'll give you even more savings as a way of saying thank you for your service. For the rest of us right now, you can get a free activation with the offer code Steve. A free activation with the offer code Steve if you make the switch right now at patriotmobile.com Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Or you can give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. All right. Let's get to fake news or not. And we're going to do this old school style the way we used to when we started this segment several years ago. I have selected five clips that have appeared recently in the media from various news outlets and news makers, Todd and Aaron. You will each get an opportunity to decide if indeed this is fake news or not. We begin with the longest clip, but I wanted to make sure we saw this in context Congressman and perhaps future Alabama Senator Mo Brooks on Fox News over the weekend goes there.
5: Senate primary runoff and the former president Donald Trump. You're now in a runoff in the Alabama Senate primary against Katie Britt, who I should note we did invite to join us here today, but she was unavailable. All of this is happening after former President Trump decided to unendorse you, sir, saying you had blown it by going, quote, woke for not talking about what he says was 2020 election fraud. What exactly did the president ask you to do after the 2020 election?
3: The president and I had many conversations between September 1st and his decision to unendorse me that revolved around his being reinstated, uh, revolved around his wanting to rescind the election. And I can understand him wanting to do that, Okay, He was robbed in my judgment in 2020, in his judgment he was robbed. And so I can understand that desire. Uh, The conflict was, when I would explain, the law does not permit us to do that. Our one shot at reversing the election, our one shot in an election contest, United States Constitution and federal law is on January 6th. That's it. That's the final appeal date. So anything we do after that has to focus on winning the 2022 and 2024 elections. We can use what happened in 2020 as a motivation to try to get better election laws, to use as a motivation to win in 2022 and 2024 to save our country. But what is now done in 2020 is irreversible under the United States Constitution and the United States Code. And I'm one of those who believes in law and order. I might not. Not like it that that's the end game, but that is the end game.
5: And just to go on the record, there has been still no evidence or proof provided that there was any uh, sort of fraud in that. Any well, no, that's wrong. Don't, that I don't know why you people I, in the media just, keep saying just, that, but hold, that
3: is absolutely false. That, that is absolutely false. You keep note, saying though, it every time, but what, that's absolutely what false. Is false you had 150 congressmen and senators who absolutely disagreed with you on what you just said. So, what are you calling them? What are you calling them when you say 150? Republican senators and congressmen looked at the voter fraud issue and said there was a major problem. What are you calling the Commission on Federal Election Reform, a bipartisan uh, uh, Mm -hmm. committee uh, with Jimmy Carter on the one hand and James Baker, Ronald Reagan, White House Chief of Staff on the other, back in 2005, who analyzed the systemic weaknesses, the systemic flaws in our election system, and warned us that elections are going to be stolen if we don't fix these problems and those problems were not fixed. So I don't know who's telling you there's no evidence, but that tells me you haven't done your homework the I'm sorry, and the but judges, that's the way it is.
5: The courts and the judges that have No, no, no the courts no, wait, time out. Trump don't go into that.
3: Don't go okay. into okay. that. All right. Don't I go into that. Up, though, the courts on do that not note- have the Wait a minute. No. No. I'm getting I'm getting in the last word on this one cuz you just made a false statement, okay? The courts are not the final arbiter of who wins federal election contests. Congress is. That is required by the United States Constitution. That is required by the United States Code for Congressmen and Senators and the President. So don't be surprised. Let me that courts quote, don't let me, usurp. Let the power that is quote, authorized the United States Congress let me
5: just quote the GOP commissioner in Wisconsin in The Wall Street Journal uh, today printed and I will read it verbatim. he said there is no evidence that election fraud is the reason Trump lost in Wisconsin and that is not for lack of looking His advice to your party is to pivot away from these conspiracy theories focus on the issue that affects Wisconsin families and their pocketbooks sir I want to move on to January okay, 6th then look and at ask the, you about look at the committee. look
3: at the judge's opinion. Look at the judge's opinion in Pennsylvania that talked about over two million illegal ballots cast. That was their court order. Look at the uh, special special investigation of a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice who found significant voter fraud at nursing homes in the state of Wisconsin. Look at the 2000 Mules documentary that has come out. Look at how many mass mail out of ballots there were across the United States for which we have no security.
5: Okay. um, and, And that has been looked at and fact checked by multiple outlets, including Reuters, who have debunked that as any sort of proof that there was widespread voter fraud. I'm sorry, but other people have fact-checked it and find you
3: absolutely wrong, Sandra, but keep going with that story if you wish.
5: Okay, thank you, sir. Respectfully,
2: I want to move on. So that was a clip from Face the Nation. No? No? NPR? No? Oh, it's that, ah, that's that Meet the Press. Someone was filling in for Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. No. For those of you that aren't watching, you're listening live on Blaze Radio or on demand later on the podcast, um, that was Fox News Sunday. Yes, that, yes, that was a Fox News anchor named Sandra Smith who created a new word, verbate. Ron Burgundy needs to read his teleprompter better. That's what happens when there's a typo on the teleprompter. You say things like verbate. Um, Who then wanted to discredit him by transitioning to, have you been subpoenaed by the January 6th committee? There's your Overton window on the right, folks. There's your Overton window on the right. Fox News. That is the outlet most of my peers try to orchestrate and plan out their entire careers to get on and get access to. There it is. So, gentlemen, fake news or not?
0: I've never had such an 180 because i was ready to go fake news because it's i don't i don't know much about uh, mr brooks but i thought he was just setting it up to basically talk about you know the constitution and what it allows and all of these vague languages that are no different than nancy pelosi might use and i thought he was just going to skip right by that any number of uh legal attacks that we were begging for uh we just got done talking about them with 2000 mules i I just thought he was going to be pretend none of that didn't happen and then when when she gets snotty i I did not did you would you have seen that coming from this guy i i don't know you know more about it you would have yeah good i i just thought everybody's gonna do every like why why pick this fight it's too toxic I, i mean so amen Bravo. Uh, I, I, I had no idea I was going to see what I just saw.
1: Yeah, I think well, it's not fake news. What hit me, though, is what I realized at the end of that. He's on there. The question, the question was brought up because Trump unendorsed him for not being strong enough, apparently, according to Trump, on allegations of, of voter and election fraud. And yet he goes to the mattresses on Fox News, of all places. That's pretty incredible. Uh, not sure what that says about Trump, necessarily, but that's not the point no. here. Um, I I snorted. I snorted when she first said, I, I don't even know who that woman is. Uh, I snorted when she first said, we should be clear, clear here. Uh, there have been blah 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 blah. Reuters fact checks. Reuters fact. I was I was like, oh my goodness, where is this going? Because actually, I had not watched. I, I got to congratulate Fox's
2: watch. Boomer audience. You guys did a great job. You turned the number one, without question, conservative media platform into one that cites affirmatively Reuters fact checks. I mean, I just mad props, guys. That that's well done. That's that's our Overton window. Reuters facts checks, Aaron.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I snort because I, I had no idea that he was actually going to come up with that or come back with that. It is incredible, though. It is incredible. They really, I mean, they meaning the system. This is maybe even even more than ivermectin more than vaccine injuries, more than any number of things things that we're told we're not allowed to talk about or have been told we're not allowed to talk about as it pertains to COVID or any number of things. This one, though, is the biggest one you cannot say a single syllable about without having a Reuters fact check. Uh, You know, we haven't found any any why why do you think that is why do you think that is that in the, that in and of itself at least in our minds mm-hmm. not maybe in practicality that in and of it's, itself amongst us that's maybe the for the first piece of prima facie mm-hmm. evidence that this thing was rigged and probably stolen um whatever you're told you cannot talk about
2: is usually the thing that you should be talking about yep you were right to link it to the two to Ivermectin and the jabs and everything else. Cause it's the same MO it's the same game plan. And by the way, thoughts and prayers to Mo uh, and his booker who won't be getting on Fox news, right. like probably mm-hmm. ever again for dropping 2000 mules, but at least brother, at least you made that count. They, they clearly thought Mo was going to come on there. Trash Trump and trash Trump. Yep. Okay. And Mo's position was I took the law as far as I could he wanted me to go places that I thought yeah. violated the law, but that doesn't mean that I believe that this thing was on the up and up. I don't like when well, I don't like when anybody violates the law, and so he starts hitting them now from the right. And what is the one thing I've told you guys since you started working here? You are never permitted to do on any of these platforms. Right, right. You can't ever come at them from the right. That's they control that overton window. They they tell you what the right is, Todd.
0: I think I need to amend my answer. I started being fake news. His stubbornness turned me into true news, but, but he, because he was so stubborn and brilliant in it, I forgot that this started off with the whole Trump endorsement thing. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, especially in light of where you started this show today, talking about why this Trump decision is... Hard, this is why Trump... This, he's the fake news. Yeah. Trump is the fake news on this front. This is the... All the good people... Look at... You, Fauci's still there, but you're throwing this under the bus?
2: This is the great frustration. yes. All right, before we move on, uh, remember that if you are looking for an opportunity to help build the alternative economy, there's a new app out right now that can help you do that. It's called Public Square. You're going to find it in the stores uh, under Public SQ. Public SQ for Public Square, you can get it right now. Download the app today, uh, both for uh, your smartphone, your Android, and for your iPhone as well. Uh, It's an opportunity to wherever you want to go in the country. They're trying to help build word of mouth on companies, particularly of the local variety. That uh, support uh, American values, American traditions, uh, and are not trying to undo your way of life. So if you want to get more information about who some of these businesses might be where you live, or you want to get your business listed on this app, uh, right now you can do that for free too. Uh, Download the app today, Public SQ. That's Public SQ. You're going to find it in your app store today. Public SQ for Public Square. Public SQ. All right, let's get to clip two here. Um, is this a proper read of the state of things?
1: While we focus on the war overseas, we're remembering those who paid the ultimate sacrifice here at home. On this Memorial Day, the editorial board of the Tulsa World writes this, Honor our war dead and remember our veterans and active duty personnel. For the first time in more than two decades, the nation will observe Memorial Day when the United States is not at war. It is difficult to encapsulate all the sacrifices that have been made by members of our armed forces, but we can honor their memory. Mike Barnacle, we of course, want to focus on what Memorial Day is truly about. That editorial captured it well. What is this day? What does Memorial Day mean to you, particularly right now at this moment in America
0: 2022?
3: Well, one of the lines in that editorial that you just read, Jonathan, I have mixed feelings about that uh, America is at peace. We are not at peace. We are at war with one another. We don't know our neighbors. Uh, We've fallen victim to, uh, you know, thinking our telephone is gonna provide us with every answer we can think. We can Google anything on our phone. Our attention span is extraordinarily limited now compared to what it was even 10 or 15 years ago, certainly not 30 or 40 years ago. We don't reflect on Memorial Day the way we used to when I was a kid, and that was a long time ago, uh, we don't reflect on much of
2: anything. So that's Mike Barnicle, uh, who's won multiple awards over the years as a columnist and has been uh, left of center as a columnist throughout his career, but he's not always been insane. And there have been many times, particularly in the time before this one, where he could be very thoughtful and draw even conclusions people of different political persuasions might agree with, and it seems like he would he is lamenting that maybe those simpler times where Reagan and Tip O'Neill could rip each other's uh you know eye sockets out in the media and then sit down for uh, a bourbon or a Chardonnay and watch the news together at night. Uh, those days are gone now. so is that do you think fake news or not?
0: I was hanging on. Every single word there because I was prepared to have a because knowing the history you just said, mm-hmm. it could have gone either way. So I'm just gonna ultimately hang on the very last thing he said, and that's it's true news. We don't reflect on anything. And he absolutely nailed it. We are pure id.
2: Pure reaction. We've on turned everything. it into a de- yep.
0: that, that into a demigod. And social
2: media drives that more than anything and else. When
0: you are that. The past psychologically is dead in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it's only an impediment to bringing all your demons to life. Mm-hmm. So he, those it wasn't not other things were more ambiguous to me. Those last words are dead on,
1: Aaron. Absolutely not fake news, and I I can't really add a whole lot more than than what Todd did. But um, y- yeah, I, I this. In every definition, let, let's define just a quick definition of war. So when two people uh, with disagreements duke it out with each other, basically. Or two parties with deep, irreconcilable differences try to duke it out with each other. Uh, you could apply that to basically anything. Anything you see in the culture on a day-to-day basis. I, I think it would fit a definition of war. So I, I think that's absolutely true news.
2: <laughs> All right, this next clip I have titled, They Should, Except They Have an Agenda.
1: Steven, you've been on this beat for years. I always rely on you for coverage of gun issues. What does the rest of the media need to do differently? Or what should we do to be better when covering this this beat, this issue? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think the very base level, we need uh, better literacy of about guns about our gun laws how they work uh about the gun politics why people oppose these sorts of restrictions that you often hear called for in the media i don't think that there is a even a base level of knowledge that that uh we have in our industry and and i think a large part of that is not just uh you know bias that people uh, talk about uh, that is an issue but mainly there's no beat nobody covers this in our industry uh on a regular basis It's, it's not something that's prioritized and so when there are events that happen like this what you get is reporters who are general assignment reporters who don't have knowledge on the subject and that's where mistakes get made constantly
0: Fake news or not, Todd? Say that again. Your mic was not on. Total, complete. Fa- and I jumped the gun on you, and I just needed to spit that out. It, it. They know. They just don't care. They want your guns. It doesn't matter what the law says, what it is, what our history is. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They want them, and they're coming for them because they hate you. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um that's that I was my reaction was going to be, uh, that's cute. <laughs> telling, yeah, <laughs> telling the journalists to, uh, educate themselves. Uh, yeah, no, it, that no, it, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if there's, you know, a chainsaw bayonet is a real attachment for an AR 15. By the way, right. AR stands for automatic, it doesn't matter. They want it all banned. They want it all banned. It doesn't matter if they actually have the anatomy of a gun figured out down to its last iota its last atom they don't want it so they're going to keep whatever fits their narrative for any given day that's what they're going to go with facts be damned
2: all right clip four is this a fair comparison
3: Yeah, it is fair to compare Zelensky to Patton because here's a man that's a master communicator. He knows how to motivate people, how to inspire men, and he's out in the front. He is seen, he's not in the background. Patton was the same way. He was put into position to whip an ill-prepared army into shape to fight the German and the Italian Axis powers at a time when we had not been doing so well in the North Africa campaign. So very fair to compare these two men.
2: I mean, I I see the comparison. They're exactly alike, except for the part where Patton didn't use the run-up to his country uh, being uh, invaded uh, to uh, create a kleptocracy that he enriched himself with millions of dollars with uh, at the exact same time. But other than that, I mean, I think this is an entirely legit comparison. And again, folks, this clip, not from Meet the Press, not from CNN, not from MSNBC, guys. That's Brian Kilmeade's show on Fox News is where this clip comes from. Brian Kilmeade's show on Fox News comparing Zelensky to Patton. Todd, I think we already know what, what your thoughts were with the spontaneous what? laughter you just had.
0: When did Kilmeade change his show's name to Gaslighting Tonight? That, that's unbelievable. I just saw a clip. I mean, I know this guy used to be an actor. I mean, heck, the Pope, Pope John Paul II was an actor. But I just saw a clip of him doing something like in drag, tights, and stilettos this weekend. Mm-hmm. Just like Patton!
1: Aaron? I, I was... I'm actually calling this not fake news. I mean, you want to talk about conviction. Let me re-rack this with the audio off real quick. The fact that this dude... it's it's somebody Moore, uh, his last name is Moore, can get through saying all of this with a straight face, that in and of itself just deserves a not-fake news, even if it's not actually real, even if the facts aren't actually real. Look at that. He's he's comparing Zelensky, an actual actor, who became president uh, of a kleptocracy, with a straight face to George Patton. That is some... That's actually pretty impressive.
2: I'm sure you become president of a kleptocracy by operating everything on the up and up. Yep. I'm sure that's how you sort of the uh, ahead of the ranks there in such a country. This is these two clips I chose. Because a lot of you have been emailing me. How come you don't have more people on that are running in primaries? How come you're not talking about them? Because you guys taught me for 10 years. It doesn't make a difference. doesn't make a difference. It makes no difference, man. I mean, Sean Hannity just basically ended Kathy Barnett's campaign in, 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 in two days. So that you could get, as Daniel likes to call him, the Turkish Pasha. You can get him in the Senate instead. It doesn't make a difference. It may, I made all kinds of enemies and accomplished nothing. I'm under no obligation to do that. So only thing I can think of to do is what can I talk to you guys about that would radicalize you that they won't bring up on Fox News? So it's theology. So we're doing more of that. Because when I tried to talk to you guys, you're just as low information. That's why we lost them all. You guys sit around and watch Fox News all day, and they're they got the guy on telling you Zelensky's the new patent, and Reuters facts checks that the election wasn't stolen. I, I I can't beat that. And the people that we're going to get to run don't don't raise hundreds of millions of dollars to of, to to get on the air to overcome just. You guys just sit in front of your TVs and absorb Fox News. I mean, like it's just, you know, from your lips to his, their lips to God's ears. Just sitting there with like the conehead antennas on. Ah, uh, homina, homina, homina. We're from France. I couldn't overcome it. I spent 10 years trying to do it. Hell, we got a millionaire in Louisville to run against McConnell who could fund his own race. He got, he got creamed. No shot. Later became governor. So clearly that wasn't a bad candidate. No shot, because Fox didn't talk about it, so it didn't happen. Just, I mean, so I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not, I got, I'm going to redeem the time. I'm not going to waste it. So what's something I could talk about that would, that would radically inform you that, that I won't get trumped by Fox News' larger platform? Theology. So that's why we do more of that. That's why we do it. Can't, can't overcome it. You guys are just addicted to it, man. You'll just do whatever they tell you to do. So here we are. And I can see now why we get creamed in all these primaries. To the, just, we just played two clips. I could do this with Fox News on Fake News or Not every week. Except for Tucker's monologue. I could do this with Fox News and maybe Laura Ingram a few times a week. I could do this with that channel every week. Zelensky's patent and Reuters' facts checks assure us the election wasn't stolen. That was full Babylon B. Yes, it was. But it's the truth. I know. No, no wonder, Kate, wear your mask and it's your fault if you're not vaccinated. Ivy avoids a runoff in the Alabama gubernatorial election. I'm not surprised. That's why I stopped talking about it. I, got, I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't accomplishing anything. I can't beat your addiction and love of Fox News. I can't do it. So I got to talk about things that they often won't. That's why I do. Let's go to one more clip. Is he right when he says this?
3: Look at all these people down here, all these press people, you know. You saw the ratings after the election, their ratings died. They want us back so badly, they want us. I actually thought they were going to endorse me, every one of them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That last line's very funny. Fake news or not, media's dying for Trump to come back. We all know it's absolutely true news. We all know. We all know that's true. The problem is we need him to do mm. it without feeding their narratives this time. Okay? But we all know that it's true. Right? We all know that's true. Oh, They're dying. That, CNN, is literally, CNN is literally slitting the, th- the, 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 th- the, th- the throats of goats right now in a pentagram uh, decorated facility begging for Trump to return.
0: Okay. Here's what they hate. If Trump gets back, there is a certain rising from the dead aspect to all this, which is a which is a win over them. I will they get over it? Will they move on? Will they lie just like they did the last time? So mm-hmm. yeah, but it's I don't I think they're more conflicted than that. It's good, they're going to have to swallow a lot of bile if he comes back in. that's a fair
2: point what do you think aaron
1: i think i think there's a difference between executives and the personalities on the air i think the executives absolutely hate his guts and would love him to come back i think that's the personalities on the tv screen i i don't think they actually care I don't think they they really care about anything at all because most of them have been bought off, possessed by the spirit of the age, and they're they're therefore
2: nihilists. Did Sandra over there at Fox News, what's her Reuters fact check tell her about whether she- Uh, I have not- And has the teleprompter informed her of her position on whether or not she cares that Trump has returned or Trump will return or not? Or has she been assured by the Wall Street Journal? I mean, how many cliches can one woman check in a clip- all of them oh, is apparently She sees the you and she raises
0: you, Steve. <laughs> All of them. All of them.
2: Every last one. <laughs> All right. My daughter is going to join us for Pop Culture Tuesday here next. Stay tuned. So if you're a pet owner, you know that taking care of that pet means more than just food and water. You love that thing. It's a part of your family, so it's health and happiness means a lot to you. And that's where our friends over at Rough Greens, that's where they come in because the same thing happens to the puppy food that they do to the people food these days. It has been zapped of a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that we need whenever it leaves the factory so it can have long shelf life for mass distribution. That's why we humans are buying so many supplements these days. Well, now... The same thing they're doing to your pet. So your pet could use one, too. And that's where Rough Greens comes into play. It's this supplement powder that you mix in with your pet's food. And apparently it tastes great. I mean, I've not tried it myself, but my dog Cap friggin' loves this stuff. Okay? You mix it in with your pet's food. And with that one simple act, you've helped to restore a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients back into your pet's diet that are probably missing as we speak. But... You might be concerned, hey, what if my dog doesn't like it? Or what if it doesn't really do anything to help? Well, this is where we give you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free. You pay for the shipping because if we just send a bunch of free bags out, let's be honest, most of the time people, they get something for free, but no value in it, right? So we want you to have some skin in the game, so you pay for the shipping. We give you, though, that first 14-day jumpstart bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. You can take advantage of this when you go to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F is how they spell it, roughgreens.com, or you can call them at 833 833- Rough Dog, 833 Rough Dog. And now we close things out with Pop Culture Tuesday. This is when we look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And we have a special guest, gentlemen, for that conversation this week. My oldest daughter, Anastasia, is here. Good to see you, Princess. How are you?
6: Good. How are you, Dad?
2: Very good. Very good. Um, Congratulations again on on the engagement. I know that the fellows were talking to you about that during the break. Thank you. Thank you. And his name is...
6: Steven. Yeah. So it took a little bit of time to actually call him by his name. It was a little weird at first. Like I was telling Todd, it was a lot of "Hey, dude," or "Hey, man, come over here," or "How are you doing, bud?"
2: Because it was kind of kind of creepy. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little weird. You learned his pronouns, is what you did (laughs) with that. It was a
6: little weird at first. He'll tell you too. Like I probably he probably thought I didn't even know his name for the first few months. Honestly.
2: Then when you guys (laughs) get to know each other, hey, what's your dad's name? And you tell him my dad's name is. Steven.
6: Yeah, now he like makes sure I call him Steven yeah. and not Steve yeah, on purpose. Yeah,
2: yeah, so there's a delineation <laughs> there. I totally get it. So we are launching today an expanded social media profile. All right. And we're going to two places we've not been before. And it's two platforms that, frankly, I don't have the time for, nor do I know anything about. And so that's where you come in. Because you're going to oversee the two new social media platforms we're debuting, beginning with Instagram And we're going to use Instagram to kind of tell the more Personal side of the show, so like you know, the next round of gold medals and accomplishments and world records that Ainsley sets, we will highlight that on Instagram. Uh, we'll post my movie reviews from this time forward. We'll post those on Instagram, and and that's just kind of a place to kind of interact with our show on a personal level. How can people, if they want to join us on Instagram, how can they do that?
6: Yeah, just search um, at Steve Day Show. Same for TikTok as well. I know we haven't gotten there yet, but yeah. it's the same usernames for both. So, if you find those, yeah. And or if you look up like hashtags, every post has hashtag Steve Dace and hashtag Steve Dace Show.
2: And we're doing this because you've been trying to tell me the last few years that. Your generation; these are the two social media, and there and Snapchat's in there too. I just, I, I, as a nearly fifty-year-old man, I can't bring myself to do that. Okay. No,
6: yeah, I can't. Uh, so,
2: way. but so I, I, I ixnate on that. <laughs> uh, but you said the other two that your generation frequents the most are Instagram and TikTok, right?
6: For sure, one hundred percent. And
2: so, obviously, we want to reach your generation with the things and the themes that we talk about here on the show, but we don't want to just have it be about that because. I mean, you grew up in my home for 18 years. You know, I have very sincere beliefs, but, you know, you didn't like hear about them every single day. I didn't get up in the morning pontificating, (laughs) producing edicts on the ideologies that we discussed on the show. Right. You didn't grow up like that. And so we want people to know that we're just regular guys that just have, you know, some very strong beliefs that might be contrarian to what they hear in other places, but I don't know what you think. I kind of think it's important that people, particularly in your generation, though, know that we're actually, like, real people and not, like, constructs. That we're just not... This is not all we do all the time. There's more to us than that. Is that fair?
6: No, yeah, and I think that it's, like, important as long as, like, you guys are producing news and things of that nature. Like, Mm -hmm. the memes have been super popular that you post on Facebook. People love those. So, it's, like, just things that are funny, but things that resonate with people of our day and age who believe what we believe.
2: Okay. So let's talk next about TikTok, otherwise known as Chinese spyware. But this has become um, maybe the most popular, other than YouTube, maybe the most popular social media platform in the world right now. And remind me, because when you... Wasn't it musically or wasn't that what it was originally or something like that when you guys were little and started playing around the music videos on this thing, right?
6: First there was Vine. Vine. Which was okay. like very short, like seven to ten second videos. Right. And then there was musically, which like Zoe would do all the time. That's that's my her little sister. sister. Yep. And then um yeah, and then it kind of musically was sold and then it became TikTok. All
2: right. And so What is, why does your, you told me recently that you think this is the number one place your generation gets its news Mm -hmm. is as a platform uh, is from what they see shared on TikTok. Why? Why does it fit with your generation's kind of MO style, lifestyle, et cetera?
6: I think in three words, short attention span. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I feel like our generation has a very short attention span for news and things of that nature. So it's a lot of the times like you want to know something in about 60 seconds or less. So those what make that, you know, makes from growing up with
2: me, I'm really good at making points short. No, no. <laughs> right. So that's another reason why you're going to handle that account and not me. Yeah. OK,
6: because you can go up to three minutes now on TikTok. And I was like. Oh, that wouldn't be good for the old man here, I don't
2: no, think. No, that, that would be pushing it. <laughs> so I asked you to put together for me like an example of something that, you know, we could do and or you could do for us. And it's at it's at Steve Day Show on TikTok as well, right? Yeah, at okay. Steve
6: Day Show on TikTok and Instagram both.
2: Okay. So I, I asked you, hey, pick any subject. Um, I, I just want to see what it would look like and kind of wanted to get an idea, you know, hey, what can you do kind of on your own? And what what would a two minute TikTok kind of a story look like on an issue of the day? And you put that video together for our page. I wanna share that, Erin, if we can, right now.
6: If I were to tell you what's going on in your local college campus, you may not be surprised, but that's the problem. A quick Google search led me to find an organization by the name of Created Equal had recently visited Iowa State University I had never heard of the organization myself, but after another quick Google search, found everything I needed to know. Created Equal goes to either college campuses or local areas and puts up posters of aborted fetuses. Wow, battling protesters. That must take some serious. You get the picture. Iowa State wrote a highly left-leaning article with phrases like, Some expressed their frustration with the exhibit being in the way of them getting to and from classes. The author of this article stated that the posters were an unnecessary fear tactic, but told me not to worry because, although she is pro-choice, this was not biased. The views and opinions expressed in these pages are strictly those of the page authors and individual student organizations. This is a quote you will find under Andrew's Student for Life organization. The Slas House, the feminist organization, has university staff, so that message isn't required for them. With resources such as, had Mary herself considered an abortion? I knew one thing, the Slas House has their own building of propaganda, their own library of evil, and a full-fledged university staff to welcome you in. As I said at the beginning, I'm sure you're not surprised, probably not even a little bit, and that's the problem. We're past the point of being blindsided in the culture war, so why not take a stand? It took me a couple Google searches, a couple emails, and one phone call to buckle down to the truth. What's your excuse?
2: I know you probably like the way that ends, Todd, right? That's going to be right up your alley, right? Oh, it had. The in-your-face challenging
0: ending, right? Many, many signature moments. Yeah. I love it. It's it's v- you, a word you like. Uh, it's, it's very winsome, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it, it, you won't you will not be able to have people simply glom on to low-hanging fruit of uh, conservative caricature. Right.
2: So it's it's pithy, right? It's two minutes. Um, lots of visuals. Um, it does have the element of humor. I chuckle every time the balls show up, the sports <laughs> balls show up, uh, the graphic of those. But it also is very pointed. And, and so... On your own, you find out that not far from here, Iowa State University, just you know thirty minutes up the road, that there's a complete double standard going on there
0: mm-hmm.
2: where the the pro-life group on campus has to struggle with whether to be officially recognized as a student group by the university. Yeah, but the feminist group actually has university staff that work for it in order to promote it, right?
6: Yes, correct, and the current president of Iowa State University put out a quote in an interview she did basically saying her mission as a president is to make students feel included, to make them feel like their diversity matters, Mm -hmm. things of that nature.
2: Unless Unless they're pro-life. Exactly. If if, if provided you hold certain views, then we're all for diversity, and then if you don't, Mm -hmm. well, not so much. You went and and even spoke to the guy who heads the uh, pro-life chapter up there as well? Yes. All right.
6: Yes, his name is Andrew. He was super nice. Um, He basically talked about how they've received not a lot of help, not a lot of newspaper coverage that they've tried to reach out. He actually went to the Sloss House to try to rent a room there to kind of talk, because it is the gender and equity building, Mm -hmm. so it's like um, But he went and he heard upstairs shuffling a feed and the upstairs was blocked off. And I saw it when I went there that there's a rope that they can tie around the upstairs. So you cannot get to the offices to speak to anyone.
2: So you can't actually, it, it's there to host events, but you can't actually get their attention to see if you can host an yes, event. Yes. In
6: that case, it is their choice to uh, hmm. choose whether they decide to speak to someone or not.
2: And so this is why we wanted to reach out to these platforms because we can use, Them And the way that people like to communicate on them to bring information and content that maybe I'm guessing there's probably not a lot of uh, TikTok stories from the other side of the of the vantage point as you presented there with what you did. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of what we want to do with our show next is try to reach the next generation because you sent me a note this morning. Yeah, we all watched the Matt Walsh documentary last night. We got an advanced screener copy. Matt reached out to me personally to make that happen. So thank you, Matt, for that. And we all got a chance to watch it last night. And you were telling me this morning, you got emotional watching it a couple of times.
6: It was hard to watch, especially because like Stephen and I probably stayed up till midnight last night talking about it mm-hmm. and just how as a society today, I feel like we're an A to Z society instead of a B, C, D, like all the other options you can go from before mm-hmm. you just absolutely jump. And it was hard to watch, especially like certain people telling their story about how they regret certain things and choices and yeah. Yeah
2: and these are what we're seeing here and again we don't i don't want to violate the embargo but one of the points that's made in the film is there's a lot of youngsters who maybe and raise your hand if, if unless you were the kid you were born on third credit with a triple there's no such thing as anybody who's ever been a teenager or 20 something that didn't at some point feel they were out of place or lost right true sure. no matter what, what your gpa ended up being how many varsity letters you ended up getting how you, At some point during those ages, you feel like, what what's my place here? Mm-hmm. And so, and this all gets amplified with social media. And now this group comes along and says, we will care for you and take you in unconditionally. exactly We'll love you unconditionally. And then you find out when you get roped in and you appreciate that affirmation, uh, it's not quite unconditionally. Okay. You've basically got to mutilate yourself. I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to. You have to You know, cut your genitals off. You have to, you know, take a a double mastectomy at age 15. I mean, for
6: lack of a better term, it sounds like a cult.
2: Yeah. It sounds like
6: a cult. They invite you in and it sounds great and you have a home and you have a place to sleep and you have people to talk to. And then all of a sudden, it's not as great as you anticipated it Mm. was going to be because now you, it's never enough. You have to keep going and going and going. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And your generation is not getting the other side of this story to at least consider it. Doesn't mean we're right about everything, but at least have you thought that there might be another perspective here to consider Mm -hmm. before you make dramatic and drastic decisions that might end up altering or you might end up regretting the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. And that's why we wanted to break into these platforms. And that's why we're bringing you on board to help us do that, because we are too old now. We don't know anything about these platforms. And I'm getting so old. I don't want to know. Like you could tell me and I I don't want to know. I don't care. Fair? Fair. Totally. Fair. I mean, unless I unless Old Man Yells at Cloud is an available screen name on TikTok, I, I just don't care. Or get off my lawn. Can we get that on Instagram? All right. But we want to, we certainly care about the people that are on there and we want to reach them and we don't know how. So you're going to help us do that. And so, one more time, Instagram, TikTok, if people want to join us on there, we're going to be updating those things on a regular basis. You have ideas for things you want us to do videos about on those platforms. Steve at stevedace.com. You can email us over and it's just at Show on both Instagram and TikTok, right?
6: Yep. And you can look up the hashtags too, hashtag stevedace, hashtag Show, stuff like that.
2: Great stuff. Thank you, Princess. Yeah. Gentlemen, before we get out of here, a final reminder about our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. I don't ever ask you to directly uh donate to something that i've not directly donated to myself and i have with alliance defending freedom because they have a phenomenal track record of defending our god-given constitutional rights all the way to the u.s supreme court they have won numerous landmark cases and they always represent their clients pro bono however that means though they need funding from people like us if you want to make a tax-deductible donation today because who knows you might be the next person in need of their pro bono services Uh, You can make that donation today at adflegal.org slash Steve. Again, that's a tax-deductible donation to an organization that fights for your constitutional rights at adflegal.org slash Steve. Gentlemen, any final thoughts on uh, the show today or the conversation we just had with Anna?
0: Well, I know um, my daughters are very much in the same place that uh, you were Anna, as you grew up. I mean, they don't know a lot of what we talked about the show on any given day. But I think they're gonna find this fascinating, particularly the two oldest one one that's gonna keep her connected as she heads off to college next year mm-hmm. uh and then my senior she's she's just kind of taken the baton from uh, Ainsley in terms of being the tip of the spear of the culture war in Carlisle. so i th- I think this is going to really here here and i i mean it obviously can go nationally but i i I really think we all have to just do our part locally to form our own armies. Yes, yeah. And I think that's what you're doing.
2: Amen. Aaron, any thoughts before we go?
1: Yeah, well done, Anna. That was very well done. And uh, yeah, it's exciting, uh, exciting to to see some of these new platforms um, take off. And you're absolutely right. I, I've been on TikTok a little bit. My, my wife and I just kind of send things back to each other. But the short attention span, the snappy editing, just one thing right after the other. Uh, that's, that's what, uh, gets attention. And if we can, if we can shine a light on things that are not often, uh, shown upon on, uh, platforms like mm-hmm. that, especially TikTok, I think, uh, I think we can forge out a nice, uh, market niche there.
2: All right. That's going to do it for today's show. We're going to stick around and do the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow. Until then, John 317.